What's up, Michigan? And welcome back to the best basketball podcast in the mitten, State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast. My name is Lauren Plant. It is always a sincere honor and a pleasure to get to talk hoops with two of the top guys covering the sport in the state. I'm talking about TJ Kelly, Scott Bernstein. Now, among the topics we're going to be discussing today include these headlines. Half capacity commotion. Bernie is burning on it. Also, who are considered the top shooters in the state? TJ's got a strong take. So that's coming up. But let's get a quick hello from the boys. TJ, how are you living? Hey, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Glad to, glad to be back uh, You know, in the gym. We're a year removed from the, uh, the initial shutdown, I guess you can say. Um, we're a long way away from the we're a long way away from last year. Yeah, it looks like we're finally on the other side of this thing, and and it looks like we're heading, we're trending towards normalcy, and hopefully in the in the fall we'll have uh, at least you know a, a majority of the fans in the stands for the football games. That's right. One of the topics we're not going to get into this week, we'll talk about it next week. We were discussing this uh, off mic is the fact that we're seeing many, many teams, many schools opting out of the basketball tournament. We want to get more information on the particulars of who those schools are so we can talk about how it will relate to the playoffs. We're going to do that next week. Now, before we get going here, just need to tell you, State Champs Michigan's Hang Time presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of the uh, one of two dozen varsity level sports at LTU, including men's and women's basketball simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the recruit yourself link hang time also brought to you by the michigan high school athletic association the mhsa needs officials go to mhsa.com great part-time pay stay connected to the game support the kids and the community it's the best way to give back and get paid help wanted just whistle. Go to MHSA.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changers segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. The current video is up on training your ankles. You heard me. It can make a huge difference in not only injury prevention, but will make you a better athlete. Find it on our State Champs TV YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash game changers. The Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards are confirmed from Monday, June 7th at the DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced in mid-April. For more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. All right, we're going to start this week with Scoop IPS himself to Julius Kelly. You may simply know him as TJ. You have thoughts on who you believe are the top snipers in the state, not talking about the Marines, instead the heady heavers of the hardwood. Yeah, I'll tell you what, after seeing uh, Will Smythe I think it, knock it's down a, it's a rap. Threes, it's a rap. Uh, he's, he's Steph Curry. Yeah, he was he was he was bombing and the thing is I mean you're talking about hitting 12 threes, he wound up breaking his own record. He broke it by you know, five threes. Uh, that he set earlier in the year, and but he hit the 12 threes against Ferndale. The thing about it is, like people know he's the shooter, and he was still able to pull this off. Uh, I mean, a fantastic night. He scored 40. Um, I was joking with his dad. I was like, hey, "You'd be lucky to shoot 40, you know, over nine holes, uh, <laughs> you know." But uh, uh, you know, and that's the new test. And we, you know, there are plenty of other jokes and other games they could go along with. You know, he is it, the Fresh Prince. So yeah. the yeah. Fresh Prince of Hayes Road moved to the become the French Prince of Commerce Road, and he's really taken his game to another level. 
this year. It's really impressive. And he was doing it under duress in the home of De La Salle. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that was, oh, no, that, that, was, was that was last week. Okay, last week. Okay. This was two yep. days ago okay. against Ferndale at well, Dombrowski I'm, I'm talking, Yeah, right. So I'm just talking mm-hmm. as a collective yeah, effort. Yeah. You know, he's yep. But his 40-point scorcher where he had right, 12 right. three-pointers and tra- you know became a, a version of a splash brother before our very right, eyes. Right, right. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Fantastic to see. He's one of the he's one of the better unsigned guys, and I could, in my opinion, you know, shooting is at a premium. You know, I know they. You know, I've talked with Gliak coaches, and they've said, you know what, I'm not recruiting anybody that can't shoot the ball. You know, and I think that Will's one of those guys where you know he'll be able to come along. You know, run off screens. Um, you know, he can put the ball on the floor a little bit. You know, step in and you know one dribble stuff. Um, you know, and be able to knock down jumpers. You know, whether it be mid range jumpers or or from the three point line. Um, he's also a pretty good athlete and a four point oh student. Four point oh student. So you know that's huge. Um, over on the west side, you know they're, they, you know they will say Ethan Erickson. I will say Ethan Erickson a lot of the times. I think it's one of those things. Well, shoot, I mean, if you just saw Ethan Erickson go in and hit six or seven threes, and they're keying in on him, then you know, then then he's the guy. You know, it's almost like some of those things when you're when you're hearing a, a great record or you go see a great music, a great movie or something like that, and be like, man, that movie is awesome. And you know, he's what Forest Hills. He's at Forest Hills Northern, Northern and yeah. he's headed up to Ferris State. State. Yeah. Um. You know, but but fantastic. Uh. You know, both those guys are arguably the top two shooters, um. In in the state, um. And coming up, uh. There's a there's a kid, Lance Cruz. You know, they've got a sophomore, uh, Karan Williams, and you talk about a kid that, you know, has got a got a bright future. You know, as long as he ca- takes care of business, um. You know, he'll he'll have an opportunity to um, play at a, a four year school and you know probably be able to. Help that team win a, a championship of some sort or another. But you talk about a kid that's six foot two, a good athlete. You know he can. He's making jumpers. He's making threes. You know with with contested twos or contested uh, jumpers and threes. And you know he's another one of those guys where the other team knows what he's going to do. Karan you know? Williams is the best kept secret right now in the Macomb County, and I, I think this this kid just to inject my my opinion in TJ's segment. No, it's fine. Uh, I think. Uh, by this time next year, he could be the best player in the entire uh, in that entire county. Um, quite possibly. Well, also, I'm not going to say anything about the guys over at De La Salle because he's got a pretty strong group. I saw no, them I'm last just, night. I'm just saying his upside but, yeah. is yeah, significant. Is. I yeah. saw him last yep. year, and then I, I talked to some coaches in the offseason about his development, and everyone was just so high on him. I talked to almost every coach in the uh, Macomb Athletic Conference, and when I said to them, you know, who are the guys I need to know this year, like literally first name out of the shoot for eight of the – the first eight guys I talked to was Karan Williams. Yeah, but yeah, and he's and he's productive. Um, you know, against Warren Wood Towers, I think he had you know about twenty five points, but I mean, he only took you know thirteen shots. I think he's he was still something grow- like he's nine still, of thirteen he's from, still the, from the field. He's still growing. Yep, he's, um, he's six yeah. three, six two, six three right now. I think he could get to beat about six five. Yep. And if you're going to see him play this year, you're going to have to wait until the playoffs, uh, as he is quarantined. Um, that I found out from um, his coach George Woods. Um, who is a cancer survivor and some guy that, you know, a coach that I've been fortunate to know, you know, over time. Coach Justin Tillman, um, Coach Jamal Poplar, who was the last coach at Ypsilanti Willow Run. 
Um, you know, and that was a lot when a lot of these kids were in high school. That's when, you know, they're in second and third grade and just learning how to shoot the ball. So uh, just yeah. an airport but now, just a, just an airport now. You know, it'd say it'd say beeline and the U of M crew. There was put a salt point. down, put salt down. This was before my time, but there was a point, I think, in the 70s and 80s where Willow Run was a state power that was con- competing for uh, class B state titles every year. Yep. Yeah. Phenomenal team. Um, let me just interject one last thing. Yes. Will Smith, the most to me, the most impressive thing about Will Smite's shooting performance on Monday was his percentage. He was uh, 12 of 18. He hit his final uh, six of his last seven, and he had six in the first half, six in the second half. And he was, and the, the, the shots were coming within the offense. They weren't being forced. It wasn't like, oh, he's hot, so let's just feed him, and he's going to be shooting from uh, anywhere on the floor. He really only had one, I called it a Steph Curry heat check, where he shot it from about you know 26 feet from the top of the key, and he hit that one. But that was the only shot that I would say that was kind of with, with – that didn't fit within the confines of of the offense where he was just trying to see how hot he was and he hit that shot so yeah well i'll also say this when when you go and say sometimes when you have such cohesive team cohesive team the teams that play together yeah (laughs) uh cohesive teams uh like like orchard like sam Aries, and when you have a floor general like kareem rogier He's going to make it look easy. He's going to be, you know, he's like, oh, man, that, like, I mean, like, you're listening to music and stuff like that. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, but it fits so well. The com- and the I chemistry. think that that's what Kareem does, yeah. you know, just as, as, a, as, a, as the floor general. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're going to make sure that, you know, that, that, they're, that they're going with the hot hand. They can, in Orchard Lake, Sam Mary's can burn you in a lot of different ways. The chemistry factor uh, really with a first-year player is – is off the charts. You know, you wouldn't really think that you could bring a guy in his senior year from a, a rival school and get him blended in as fast and embraced as fast as, as he's become. Because I came in the locker room after the game and they were all just like, it's like they'd been playing with him since he, since they'd been elementary in elementary school. They were so excited for the performance that he just put out. All right. Well, we also have playoffs beginning next week, and uh, we're talking uh, league, you know, in divisional playoffs, Detroit PSL and the Catholic League. Yeah, uh, the Catholic League starts Monday, Wednesday. Uh, well, they start on Monday, and they'll say, have games on, which will be at a home location, the, the whatever, the, whoever the top seeds, whoever the top seeds are. You can imagine that, you know, Orchard Lake is going to host a game, uh, Catholic, or excuse me, University of Detroit Jesuit will host a game. Uh, there's a chance that De La Salle will host a game, depending on, you know, how their game goes with uh, um, UAD Jesuit on Friday, um, or was it Thursday or Friday or whatever, <coughs> what, uh, later on this week. Um, but, you know, they're more than likely, you know, going to be hosting games. And then, you know, they're more than likely going to wind up facing each other as they're coming from opposite brackets in the championship game, which will be next Saturday. And I highly doubt that that game will be at Callahan Hall just because it's so big. And even if you have 500 people in there, it looks empty. So I could definitely see that game being played at uh, Birmingham Marion, uh, a neutral site, um, which would be beneficial. And then, you know, onto the PSL. Uh, their brackets have not been released uh, last year. You know, there was, uh, let's say this, uh, a toying. Somebody was playing puppets or something like that, and everyone was like, well, how is this team over here? And and so we'll find out um, how that will wind up. Um, you know, Cast Tech won a close one last night, uh, yesterday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon against Mumford at home. Um, and I know that they're going on on the road to face Adams. Um, they're more than likely going to be the top seed coming out of the West. King is more than likely going to be the top seed 
uh, coming out of the East. Uh, they play uh, Detroit Central uh, later this week, and I'm not seeing them. They're, they're going to lose to the one-win Central team. Um, so, you know, to see those two teams matched up, don't count out Douglas. Uh, I could see Mumford learning a lot from their loss uh, on Tuesday against Cast Tech, and we'll see if they'll be able to make a run. Uh, and then let's see how Pershing is going to do, even though they're more of a 500 team right now. Uh, Squally Hill, the junior, has been putting up phenomenal numbers this year. Uh, saw seeing them play against Hamtramck, and you know he had close to 30. Um, but you know he's the guy that that get, makes everything click for the Doughboys. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be Cass and King, and we'll see where that game is played. I'm sure that somebody will go out there and say, "Why not have it at Cass?" You know, and I'm sure that everybody else will say Renaissance is the place to have it. So um, I imagine that it will probably be at Renaissance. Um, so we'll find out, but I'm excited to to see the the, the playoffs that we did not see last year, um, and uh, yeah, it's great to see the the ball moving. And you know, when you when you talk about playoffs, it's March, baby. All right, thank you, TJ. We're gonna welcome Matt Mowry into the conversation now, and we're going to switch things up and uh, have Matt go now in between the boys talk, so we can get some girls talk. I'm calling this new segment Mowry in the Middle. You like that? That's good. That's good. Okay. Thank you very much. That's why you're Lauren Plant. Thank you. Great Lauren Plant. I appreciate that. So, Mallory in the middle. All right. Matt is the digital managing editor on statechampsnetwork.com. And we're going to talk girls basketball now for a few minutes. But don't worry. Bernie is burning, and he's got some scorching, scintillating, scintillating conversation that he has teed up. Hot takes. But the ladies take center stage right now. So, a small town near Jackson is Grass Lake. They are 11-1, 6-0 in the Cascades Conference. Their only defeat to number one team in the state, Detroit Edison. What's up with the Warriors? Well, we knew that Grass Lake was going to be good this year. They went 18-3 and last year. They had wins over Pioneer, PW, when PW was number one. Uh, Lenaway Christian, the two-time defending uh, D4 champion, three-point loss to Carmen Ainsworth. Two years ago, they were 21-2. and Their problem has just been taking it deep into the postseason. But you look at their resume this year, and oh my gosh, they've beaten number 22, Harper Woods, Chandler Park, 89 to 64. They beat Harper Prep. Uh, 80 to 69. They beat a couple of honorable mentions in Brooklyn, Columbia Central, and Parma Western. Then they beat uh, number seven Renaissance, 69-62. Their only loss, as you mentioned, was February 16th to Edison. Other than Columbia Central, all the rest of those tough non-conference games they've played have been on the road. They've actually only had four home games so far this season. It's just, it was part of the reason we bumped them all the way up to number five in our rankings this week, just because you look at that resume and they've played everybody on their home turf and they've beaten almost everybody except Edison. And nobody obviously has beaten Edison in a really long time. It, this is a really good team. It's, you've got Abri Cabana, who was really the first of the stars for Grass Lake to, to, come onto the scene. She's a senior. She committed to Grand Valley as a sophomore. And it was one of those early ones where you're like, eh, maybe if she, you know, holds out a little longer, she might get a D1 offer here or there. But she really felt at home. Lexis Bargesher was the next one to kind of come onto the scene. She's had interest from all over the United States, just uber athletic, can can touch the rim, um, 
she's had UCLA offers. She's just everywhere. Even if you take away those two, like Manchester, one of their league rivals tried to do last year with a triangle and two, somebody else on that team is going to kill you. Gabri Luchka, who we'll talk about in the, in the scout segment this week, uh, just committed to Northwood. She set the state record, boys or girls, for for three-point makes in a in a game with 16 of them in the game last year. It was one of those where it's like they dared her to do it, and she absolutely did. She went 16 for 20 from three-point range in that game, set the state records at 56 points, school record. It's just one of those teams that it, really the, the litmus test for them is going to be how deep in the playoffs they're going to be able to get. The last couple of years, Arbor Prep and Michigan Center has kind of been the roadblock. Michigan Center is in the Cascades with them. They had an earlier meeting with Michigan Center pushed back by a COVID quarantine for uh, Michigan Center, but uh, that got pushed back from March 2nd to March 13th. That means they'll face their rival, Michigan Center, twice in five days away and then home. But uh, that'll be kind of the litmus test. They get past that and then obviously a potential playoff meeting. And that's one of those teams in D3 that, that could go a long ways. Yeah, impressive. And, you know, the line is the same for the girls as it is the boys. who so we're talking about three-pointers. Right. So it's not like they're bringing it in. She's hitting 16 legit threes. Now, the next team uh, you're going to talk about um, – and again, great program when you're looking at boys and girls. Harper Woods, Chandler Park Academy. We've got them ranked in the top 25 on the boys. And uh, I think we've got them 23 on the boys or right around there, uh, 23 to 25. And then you've got them, uh, you know, uh, in your top 25 as well. Yeah, they, they were 22 last week. It was one of those teams that kind of like Edison, they have the A and B teams that they play. They let their B team play kind of through the conference schedule in the charter league because there's really no one who challenges them. Leaves the A team open to kind of play an independent schedule almost, and they pack that independent schedule. Dave Mann, you know, brings in everybody. They play everybody. Played West Bloomfield, who came into the week ranked number one in Division One in the AP rankings, and they were number three in my top twenty-five. It's Chandler Park came in only having lost to Arbor Prep and Grass Lake, which we just talked about, having beaten Marion, Cast Tech, and Davis, and they were number twenty-two in my rankings. One of those games that came absolutely right down to the wire. Amaya O'Brien had 16 points and seven assists, hit the game-winning free throw with 4.3 seconds left. Uh, West Bloomfield had been up by five with 90 seconds left, but O'Brien hit two free throws with 120 left, and then Nikesha Sanders tied the game at 78-78 with a three-pointer with 21 seconds left. Taylor Walton had a monster game, 22 points and 12 rebounds. You know, the Davis twins for West Bloomfield, the freshmen we've been talking about a lot already this year. Indy Davis had 21 points. Summer Davis had 15. Sidney Hendricks had 17. West Bloomfield is another team that's just absolutely been, you know, playing a, as tough a schedule as they possibly can. It's tough back-to-back for them because yeah. they went Monday against Chandler Park, and then they went Edison for the second time this season on Tuesday, came into the week with just one loss, that, that nine-point setback to Edison back in February, lost the rematch by a quite a bit bigger margin. Edison jumped on them from the get-go, up 24-6 after one, 37-17 at halftime, ended up winning... I think almost by 20. It was one of those where 
the Lakers are probably going to slip down in the rankings a little bit this week, both in mine and the AP, but they are still legitimately one of the top four or five teams in division one. You know, you're talking the two teams they lost to within a 24 hour span are legitimately probably one and three or four in D two. These are teams that can beat you. And it's, it, it that it was an impressive re, it was an impressive win for Chandler Park to go in there and beat West Bloomfield um at, I believe it was on the road even right but yeah Chandler Park is going to be you know with them and Frankenmuth and West Catholic and you know probably Bay City John Glenn you're looking at a four or five teams right there that really could you know dominate D2 in the playoffs yeah, for sure. I know one other thing that, uh, especially due to the shortened season and the lack of training camp and a lot of stuff, injuries are starting to take their yes. toll. Yes. Yeah, it was one of those back in the days when I was covering baseball, you know, everybody would show, show up to spring training. Best shape of my life. Best shape of my life. And we heard that a lot early in the season because of all the running that everybody did. A lot of people were in the best shape of their lives. And these aren't necessarily overuse injuries. These are more, you know, almost kind of freak injuries. I was out at Mercy last night, saw them take on a very good uh, South Lion East team. But it's a Mercy team. We talked about them a little bit a week or so yeah. ago when they came real close against Edison. This is a very good team and it's a team that's been together for a while since that one point loss in overtime to Edison they've they've lost more players than they have games they've you know they've they've won six straight games including last night's but they've lost not only did they lose Julia Bishop who is Miss Volleyball who's been a four-year starter for them in basketball she's really one of those glue kids who you know holds everything together you look at her stat line on a nightly basis and it cannot possibly you know contain all that she does to right. you know make sure everybody's in the right place she's one of those coach on the floor kind of players what happened so she's you know waving. uh she one of the i believe she it was in the second game against marion so it would have been one game before they played edison i think she took a charge and she landed i believe what gary morris told me she landed funky on her it's a hand injury she's got okay. her hand in a brace so I think she landed funky on it. I think that's what happened. You think she'll be back? And then they've got a couple more. It's hard to say. I think in a regular season where if you were halfway through, she might be. Um, but, you know, with as condensed as this schedule is, I think it's probably unlikely. I didn't really get a, a feel from Gary that, that she would be back. It sounded more or less like she was done for the season. Um, they've got a couple of other kids, uh, more depth players, kids that would help out sophomore Lauren Smiley and, and freshman Ava Lorraine. They've also been out. It just means that that's a team that's very balanced anyway, scoring wise. And it just means they've kind of had to shift the scoring load. Last night it was Sophie Dugas who got hot in a three minute stretch in the second quarter you know, hit three three-pointers in a three-minute span and had 10 of the team's 14 points. Another night it might be Alexis Trard. It might be, you know, Ellie Tisco, the, the you know, three-sport athlete who who just does a lot of the dirty work on that team with the rebounding. It's, it's, it's a very balanced team, but it's kind of just become more that with the injuries. Gross Point South, another team that's in their same region in D1, has had it even worse. At one point, Kevin Richards you know, was was thanking Providence for the five quarter rule that they have because they were down to five healthy players, so they were having to shuttle JV players in and out. His daughter Cam is one of the the injured. She went down with a knee injury. 
different route that they've taken for for balance for you know kind of making up for that loss. A lot of the load has fallen on Alexa Downey, who's picked it up with you know just absolutely great great skills. She, one of those kids who who you look at her resume and you go, why aren't people recruiting her? She's going to Michigan for academics. She really hasn't had all that much uh, interest, you know, f on the collegiate level, with the exception of Hope, you know. And and if you're gonna, if you want to go D D three in girls basketball, going to Hope is a very, 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 you know, good place to go. But she really hasn't had a whole lot el uh, else. But she's had f a forty point game. She's had nine three pointers in a game. She's had a stretch over the last. You know, she's averaging twenty two point seven points per game. Her last six games, she went. 30, 25, 29, 15, 32, and 32. She had five 30-point games this season. She's had to be the majority of the offense. I mean, you looked at early in the season, she was averaging about, you know, 10 to 13 points, and she's really, really picked it up. She's one of those kids who, you know, she's in the gym, she's in range kind of thing. She's the shooter. But some of those nights, I, I believe the, the 32 points against Dakota she had, didn't hit a three-pointer. She, she's just one of those kids that, you know, Kevin Richards has had a lot of really, really good basketball players come through that program at Gross Point South, and, and he will say that this is the, you know, the best scorer he's had, just a pure scorer, and she's she's been kind of carrying them. It's It's been kind of a three-way knot atop the, the Mac Red, you know, in the middle of the season. One of those leagues where everybody beats up on everybody else between Gross Point South and Port Huron and Gross Point North. It's just can, kind of been and, uh, you know, a little bit of a slugfest, but uh, that's one of those those teams that she gets hot, and you could be in trouble in a hurry. Nice. We are uh, filming a couple games this week in girls hoops. You mentioned it already. The state honorable mentions right now: uh, Adrian Lenaway Christian. They took on number thirteen Ypsilanti Arbor Prep on Tuesday. Arbor Prep doubled them up. 67 to 47 that was the final in that one and then we'll also be covering the Midland at number 11 Midland Dow game on Friday uh, so those are two games that uh, you guys can look forward to checking out on State Champs Michigan we'll have it on the website uh, we will have it inside the full show on the app as well as you can check it out at the website statechampsnetwork.com anything else uh, before we let you go that we have to look forward to uh, as far as matchups and girls hoops well, I know another key game that I was just looking up. Edison plays uh, hosts Arbor Prep on Thursday. That's another key one that uh, a lot of these teams are playing each other for the second time. I think this is the first time for those two in particular. You mentioned the Midland Midland Dow matchup. Midland's kind of flowing a little bit more under the radar than Dow has. Dow is one of those teams that and I mentioned this in the preseason. Coming off the bus, they're not you know a team that you go, oh goodness. But yeah. you just look at their stat line after the game. Horrendously efficient. You know they're averaging right about a point per possession, and they play very very good defense and it's just one of those teams that that can always shoot pretty well and can always play defense and so they're always a, a contender right in there all right thank you matt okay kids scott bernstein is ready to go but first did you if you have the dream of playing collegiate athletics including division two level naia basketball recruit yourself and listen to this 
If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, we're back. Welcome back to State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast. Scott Bernstein, ready to go. Half-capacity commotion. Please explain. So uh, last weekend, the uh, MHSAA, in coordination with the governor's office and the Michigan Health Department, decided to uh, uh, make it 50% capacity at games where you could bring more kids in. Um, That means student sections and... uh, more of a feeling of what games were like pre-pandemic. Yeah. I think 375 is yeah. the number now. But uh, on the first day that this new rule went into effect, there were not one, but two incidents just in my coverage area. So I don't know about uh, other parts of the state, but within Oakland County, there were two incidents actually on the complete opposite sides of Metro Detroit, but they both involved Oakland County teams. One at uh, the Milford Holly game, which had to be canceled with a minute and a half left because things got so out of hand with the crowd. Um, and then at the very end of the Warren De La Salle Orchard Lake St. Mary's game, there was a little. Uh, it, it didn't. It, um, it didn't get. Uh, it didn't get out of hand as much as it did at Milford. Right. Uh, it Holly. didn't go state champs winner jam. Right. Hmm. <laughs> it didn't. But it, it, it had the potential to. It was a situation where the um, De La Salle. Uh, staff were walking the St. Mary's team off the floor. I didn't really understand the logistics of this. They walked them right into the uh, into the teeth of the student section, and for about I'd say thirty seconds or a minute, there was. It looked like there was a potential for there to be a brawl where the Warren De La Salle student section looked like they were about to attack the St. Mary's team. Um, here's what I'll say. You know, let's not ruin a good thing, people. Let's all pump our brakes. Everyone's excited about getting back in the gym and finding some sense of normalcy. But, you know, you can go overboard. And I think in both those situations, obviously, things got out of hand, one worse than the other. Um, When I was talking about this off the air, I analogized it to a a basketball team that is or a basketball player that's so charged up and, and so full of energy to get out on the floor that he's actually doing himself a disservice and and is like a chicken with his he- or a team is like a chicken chickens with their heads cut off running around with too much energy mm-hmm. and and being too aggressive and I think like the fans were so excited to get into a gym and so and in the case of the I guess the uh, with De La Salle so excited to be in a, a student section for the first time in a year that it just it just got a little out of control and I just wanted to let everyone know that you know this is we're, we're really looks like we're coming out the other end of this thing. And let's just all appreciate the fact that we have basketball, that we're going to be able to crown a state champion, and let's not ruin it with, with shenanigans. Can we all just get along? And baby? frankly, and frankly, yeah. moving to the, yeah. Mil- yeah. Right. the Milford-Holly thing, from what I can understand, yes, it kind of started with some trash talk on the floor, but it was really the parents 
This the yeah. the the situation at De La Salle Orchard Lake was the student section. From what I can understand, with Milford Holly, it was like the Milford parents and the Holly parents like squaring off in a like. Uh, uh, like in West Side Story, uh, like in the stands. Like, wow, I wish I had a camera. That. To the point where they had to cancel the game um, two right. minutes before it, before it ended. Imagine so. uh, the the and, and to further what you're saying, you can't complain when the opportunity is being given to you to go and watch game, watch your son play. You know, or watch your nephew or just support in the community because there are a lot of gyms that are still not letting anybody in right. the gym. Parents, they would be those other parents have just got to be like, you got to be kidding me. You got a great thing going on. You know, it's, it's like to me, it's almost like I didn't want a PS5. How come I only got one controller? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where's my headset to? You know, mom, I got no Internet. How can I play this? You know, and, and it's one of those things. Sometimes you have to be. You know, you have to be thankful for what you have, you know. And the other thing is, it's not about you in the student section or the fans. You know, it's it's about the kids. You know, I mean, if you want to have it like that, just go meet up at whatever bar and, you know, and, and go out and meet, meet at Mount Holly. <laughs> hey, we're going to meet you at Kensington or the something Hatfields like that. The Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just saying there, there, we'll there are plenty of places to go or make it easy for the police and just do it in front of their, just do it in front of the police station if you're going to do it like that, you know. They won't have to wait ga- waste gas or anything like that. There are going to be cameras there. They'll be able to identify everybody. Sure. But sure. you got to be kidding me that to say that this is something that we haven't had. And how many parents, how many times have we seen people go to the Capitol building and they're and they're and they've got their gripes, you know, and and they're you know they've got their just causes and they're and they're pleading their case only to have it shut down because you can't handle yourself because you can't handle you can't quarantine your own emotions. Yeah, you know, and it's like hey, reel that back a little bit. Make sure you know what's important. Because I'll tell you this: the other thing is. Like if like that's embarrassing, you know, as a as a kid, when you're you go out there and you're seeing your parents or whatever, you know, and they're out, out there yelling. I know when I was a kid playing whatever sport, if I saw your dad going all nutty in the stands and I was a catcher and stuff like that, I'd be like, man, dad's looking a lot of control over there. You know, looks like your dad. You know, I was like, I was like, man, this guy's going to take your spot. And I'm talking to the, you know, the umpire behind the plate. You know, and it's one of those things. I get in your kid's head. I mean, in a what's, what, what was worrisome, and now we'll move on to the next <laughs> yeah. one. What, what was worrisome is that this was literally within like the first three hours or first four or five hours yeah. of allowing, uh, you know, half capacity. Yeah. So I just hope it's not foreshadowing what we're going to see. It's like the first in day the of tournament school. or. Right, 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 right. The first week of school and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, I can't wait. I'm in this kid, Ben. Yeah. I've been waiting to see this kid all summer. All right. So the next topic life. Without a superstar at Southfield Christian, how's yeah. it going? So for the first time in this kind of, uh, I would call the, the Southfield Christian dynasty era, uh, you know, five state championships in eight seasons. Um, Josh Baker came in there in the early 2010s and turned that program from a, I wouldn't even say it was an afterthought. It was a non-thought. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, they put their baseball program. They were going for their baseball yeah, more than soccer, soccer and soccer and, and baseball. Yeah. Uh, and turned it into you know a legendary small school program in the history of the MHSAA. But they've done it with high wattage talent, at least high wattage talent for a small school, with kids that were getting recruited to play college basketball. And that's been the case since Baker got there. It started with the Hunter brothers, Lindsey Hunter's sons. Um, and it went all the way through last year with uh, Bubba Humphrey, who's at Holy Cross right now, is in the playing rotation in um, the Patriot League. But this team doesn't have any kids that will probably play in college. There's one, you know, Jimmy King's kid, Malcolm King, might be able to find a, a spot. But for the most part, these are not kids that will be playing in college. There's a freshman that I really like, um, 
Uchenna Ameni. I know I just butchered his name. That's all right. I'm gonna, uh, I would butcher it worse. Uh, who I like, he might be able to play college basketball. But for the most part, this is not a team. This isn't your. This isn't you know the the, the South Hill Christian teams of of the Baker era. Um, and Brown. yet, and yet they're ten and one. <laughs> right. They were ranked uh, number one in the in the state in uh, in the AP poll for Division Four. Um, that said, I don't. I think if right. they played Rogers, it, right, it right. might get out of hand. Uh, Douglas. Douglas. Douglas, sorry, not Rogers. Yeah. Rogers? What is this, 2003? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, if I meant They Doug. would have played Rogers <laughs> back then. <laughs> right, right. I meant well, Eric Evans is right down the road. Yeah, you know, you yeah. go down to Losser. But this Steve is. Hall can come back and. and, and this is yeah, a. With his couple of sons and something like that. This is seven a, and 12. Great job by Clenny Brundage. Um, you got Malcolm King and Varian Patrick, who are the, the seniors that were on the state championship team two years ago, uh, got minutes in the state finals, got minutes throughout that whole team, so, or got minutes throughout that whole year. So um, they're, they're the ones that are kind of bringing that experience factor. Uh, you had a kid that I've never even heard of made uh, named Mikey uh, Levadini, who caught fire uh, two days ago against Dearborn Divine Child, had 18 straight points. Uh, in the second quarter, I believe, or the third quarter, uh, got on a, you know, a Clay Thompson-like shooting streak and ended up with 28. And again, I had never heard of who Mikey Levadini was until I read it yesterday. Um, but I w- and I went and saw them, and I didn't really notice him. But obviously, he's, a, he's quite a player. Um, and then I really like uh, Uchenna Ameni, the freshman. Um, he's from Nigeria. That he's sounds, about sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds he, better than the first time. Yeah, yeah, a, I did. Yeah, thank you. He's about six one and a half now. He looks long. It looks like he could get up to six three, six four at least. Um, real smooth, finishes at the racks, got a nice shot. So this is a team to watch. But this is just an interesting group. This is kind of a um, a regular Division four team that's just really good. Not a what I would call the, the South of Christians of, of old, which were legitimate top twenty teams in the state. Uh, all classes. Yeah, right. Scholarship players on the right. team. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, multiple scholarship places, so, t- players on the team in many cases. So shout out to Clenny Brundage, who was Josh Baker's assistant throughout that whole run. Also actually got credit for a state championship uh, in one of those uh, five because Josh Baker, one of those years, I believe it was 13 or 14, uh, mm-hmm. Baker had some uh, uh, family medical issues he had mm-hmm. to attend to, so he was off the bench for a, a long parts of that season. So Clenny got the, got the nod for the state championship um, Coach, uh, you know, got credit for, for coaching the state championship team that year. Nice. So just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. South Hill Christian, just, you know, keeping that train rolling. Yeah. And who knows if they're going to win another state title. But, you know, they're keeping the, the standards and the traditions of being an elite small school program alive, even if they don't have the Harlan Beverly's or the Bubba Humphreys or the, the, the Marlo Browns. Washington's. Yeah, Washington Brothers. And we are also now seeing success in South Lyon. Yeah, Tell well, this, us about this it. This is a really good um, year for basketball in South Lyon, um, boys and girls. South Lyon East, you know, Matt, Matt I know, has talked about it in the past and um, has seen them a couple times this year. The South, South Lyon East girls are really good this year. Um, I, I kind of meant in, in this uh, particular segment to talk about the boys' teams. Yeah. Both South Lion East and South Lion are very good. Uh, South Lion East, I believe, is eight or nine and one. Uh, South Lion is seven and two. They play on Wednesday night this week, so uh, they'll have an uh, inner city grudge match to see uh, who gets bragging rights. So we, but, we record these on Wednesdays. Yeah. Podcast comes out on Thursday. So the results, are, I think Mallory's going to that yeah, game, so actually. I think Matt's going to be yeah. there. Yep, he yep. is. So, you know, South Lion East, uh, a team that's, you know, one of these uh, groups that have been together since elementary school, uh, played all the way 
uh, from the time they were seven, eight years old. Now they're 17, 18 years old. Bryce Bird, one of the most underrated players, not just in the LVC. I think Bryce Bird's one of the most underrated point guards in Metro Detroit. Um, definitely a, a, a division, I would say a division two level talent. Um, they have... <laughs> South Lion. I, like, I just watched <laughs> TJ's you, expressions, you know, when you make uh, these bold <laughs> predictions. Yeah. No, I, re- I really like Bryce yeah, Bird. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't think good. there's any question he can He's play. He's at South Lion East. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. think there's any yeah. question he can Coach play. Coach Levin doing a good job. College basketball. Yeah. Right. Coach Ronnie right. Levin doing a great job. Uh, learned from one of my former coaches, Barry Brashad. So, uh, shout that out. That was from Roper, right? No, Barry Brashad. Well, Barry Brashad actually did go to Roper and actually did coach Roper for a second, but he was the coach at the JCC. Oh yes. Which, so like Maccabi, this is all mm-hmm. very Jewish sub <laughs> Jewish <laughs> athletic subculture from, I, the, I had some from the western up. from the western suburbs. Uh, anyway, Ronnie Levin sounds like a, a new show. Yeah, Ronnie Levin is doing a really good job with this group. Um, also, want to give a shout out to Xander Descents, the quarterback on the football team, who's also a really good um, basketball player. Drake Willenborg is is another one of these kind of uh, Sir Grindelots that that holds things down. Um, on the uh, on the blocks over at South Line, you got the Doty brothers. You know, just just two underrated playmakers from the LVC. Uh, do, uh, Luke uh, Coolhand Luke's a, a senior, is a point guard, and then uh, Locked and Loaded Logan is uh, is more of a wing. Um, both of them can do a lot of different things. They're both very versatile. Both of them uh, have ups. Luke Doty threw one down a couple uh, games ago that I saw highlights. I was like, well, I didn't know Luke could jam like that. But uh, Luke Doty and, and his brother Logan are, are doing a real good job for that team. Who I think people were expecting South Line East to be a team this year to be reckoned with because they had all those returners. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone was expecting much from South Lion. Luke Doty, I know, had a really good summer. Uh, I think he played with the uh, North Oakland Wolfpack uh, on the AAU circuit and started to kind of make some waves. But uh, I didn't know much about his brother Logan. But Logan's been, I think, the leading scorer this season. And he, he's got another year. Okay. So uh, Coach Weedman's doing a good job. Uh, with South Lion, and then, as we mentioned, Coach Ronnie Levin doing a good job with East. Fantastic. All right, some games that we've got coming up on uh, State Champs again this week on the boys' side. Uh, some have already been played, of course. Uh, number 17, Romulus Summit, Summit Academy North uh, was at number 6, Detroit Edison, on Monday, and it was Summit Academy winning that game 49-46. to Yeah, oh, I mean, Orlando Lovejoy. I mean, he's doing a fantastic job. Uh, you talk about one of the top juniors. Um, if not the top guard in the 2022 class. He had a fantastic um, showing against Chandler Park and then, you know, had a real strong performance against Debsa in the win. So, you know, you talk about two top 25 wins. It was only going to take a second before Mark White was going to get the ball rolling. I think everybody knew it and it was just more of a matter of time. And they are happy, you know, Division One schools are happy that as well as Division Three and Division Four schools that they're not, they won't have to face him um, over the years uh, in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Orlando Lovejoy doing a fantastic or having a fantastic, uh, um, per- making some per- fantastic performances. Um, I I was kind of kind of like, man, should I? How high should I move them up? Um, but then you see, you know, so many of the pieces that they have, and they're very young. So you're talking about Orlando is the leader of the team. I mean, he's a junior. They're going to be back next year. They've got tons of sophomores. They've got tons of freshmen, and they're only going to get better when you talk about a future Hall of Famer coach um, in uh, Mark White. And so, you know, hey, if there's a banner that's being hung up uh, in in uh, Romulus Summit, let's see if uh, they're doing the same thing when Mark was at at Pershing um, and only hanging championship banners. Uh, but yeah, Ren- Renaissance. Well, he was an assistant coach at uh, Persia. He was assistant under Johnny Golson. Under Johnny Golson. Right. Um, and, you know, in, 
hey, let's see if that winds up happening. I know if they want to win in the state title, that will be Romulus Summit North's, uh, you know, first championship, uh, state championship in, in anything. Um, and saying come from coming from a program that's, you know, been around for less than 10 years. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, they've been taking leaps and bounds. But, yeah, I know Orlando Lovejoy, he's got an offer from uh, Mississippi Valley State, uh, where Lindsey Hunter is a coach. Um, then he's also got a, an, uh, an offer from LIU Brooklyn, I mean, if you're looking for ties, uh, Smoke Williamson, who won a uh, city championship with Cast Tech back in the 20th century, he's an assistant coach uh, there in Brooklyn. I was going to ask you, because L.I. Brooklyn, the Blackbirds, have actually been making uh, a, a, a sizable recruiting imprint in Detroit the last four or five years. Yeah. They've had a couple kids come okay. out there, and, and I'm always got, wondering, like, where, where, yeah. where's that pipeline coming from? Yeah, Jermaine, yeah, Jermaine Jackson Jr., and you, and you talk about the, the redhead wonder, Ball Jack Ballantyne. Yeah. You know, they're both over at LIU Brooklyn, and I believe you Gary know Sol- Gary Solomon, who won a state championship Gary, with Edison. Gary Solomon it did not play this year. He was but at, I'm saying he went there yep, out of high school. He was supposed to go there, but, you know, grades wound up being something else, and then he wound up having to go to uh, Gillette uh, Community College out in Wyoming. Okay. Um, but Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You can catch that game. And, you know, when it comes to banners, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you can go over to Orchard Lake. They got a banner up there from, from last year. We were arguing about this. I'm okay with the with the banner, with the number one uh, class. Can't hang thoughts. Any other season, I would agree with you. But they never got a chance to finish the state tournament. And they were the number one team in the in the state. They were the number one power-ranked team. So, they've got, so they have the number, the number one, one AP banner I'm okay with the it. Number one Associated because Press, the because team we the state banner Because from we didn't year. finish the state tournament, I am okay with that banner. They're hanging thoughts. It's very lion esque. <laughs> They're hanging a, a group of guys and what's stuff. That, like, what's that, Matt? That's very Detroit Lion-esque. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's like Matt I have, the, I have the minority opinion. If, if they win it this year, then they could take that They'll down. take that oh, one yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at some of their other banners, and it's just like, all right. 1923. The runner-up. You know, yeah. I love, <laughs> in I, Class you know, I, C in I, 1923. And that's just showing that the MHSA has made progress. They only played nine games and went to the championship. They seven and two. In 1919. Seven and two. Seven and two. World War I. Yeah. Well, you know, right. five years later, you know, during what prohibition and, uh, you know, yeah. they wound up there only, they played 14 games, yeah. you know? So, I mean, if, if, if they can move up five games in five years, then maybe we can get to 25 games by the time it's 2025 here in Michigan. And you mentioned it earlier, another game that we will have on state champs, Michigan this week, uh, the Mumford at number 19 cast tech game from Tuesday. Technicians won that one 49, 39. So we'll have those highlights. Yep, I was well. I was at that game and 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 saw the state champs faithful yeah, there with the with the camcorder and it That's was uh, you know it, it was great to chop it up after the game and 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 Mumford, you know they've got to learn to fake a pass to make a pass if you're going to break the press of a Cast Tech and uh, you know one thing that Cast Tech can do is they can bring a lot of guys off the bench. They've got guys that are experienced and uh, you know that was probably Mumford's first test of the year. And uh, you know we'll see how that winds up playing out in the in the city playoffs. Coaches Mumford. Uh, that would be Tony Woods. Um, I don't remember Day Day's name uh, who filled in for him. So um, he wasn't. Tony Woods was not coaching um, on uh, Tuesday afternoon um, against Cast Tech. So that might have had a little bit to do with it. But you know, hats off to uh, Cast Tech and staying undefeated in the PSO West. Game I was at last night that I filmed that you will see highlights uh, later in the week. Uh, Ann Arbor Skyline was at number two. Ann Arbor Huron uh, River Rats improved to ten and zero with a fifty to thirty six win. 
The Lake Superior commit Devin Womack had a game-high 17 in the game. Jack Williams had 10 for the Eagles. And uh, I know that uh, Tyce Edmondson had a couple threes in the first half. Very low scoring. We're talking about great shooters in the state. We, yeah. we kind of forgot, I, to, got, forgot to mention Tyler Edmondson. I mean, and, Jack, Tyler and, and, and Jack Williams as well. Tyler's headed. Yeah, and yeah. Jack. And, and, Tyler's headed, yeah. and Tyler's headed to uh, Lake, Lake, Lake Superior State, state as well yep. as... Uh, Kingsley, yes. Perkins, who mans the middle for the yeah, Hurons. they're grabbing, they're grabbing quite a few players up there in, in the uh, hey. Great White North. Yeah, shout uh, out to uh, C.J. Robinson, uh, Clarkson faithful, just uh, one uh, uh, defensive, uh, all all uh, Gleak defensive team and all academic. And if you want to talk about another defensive standout. Uh, <clears throat> Spencer Littleson, who was a oh. standout for Rochester Adams, he's hey, on fire he's, at I mean, Toledo. He, he's he he got second team all de, all defense in the MAC, and hats off to him. I mean, he was known more of a scorer in high school, and he's been able to you know and, and he's one of the best transition, three, one of the best three pointers in the country. And and you talk yeah. about transitioning your game; it's yeah. one of those things where yeah. what you are in high school isn't necessarily what Absolutely. you're going to be in college. He started at Duquesne, and, hey, and then frankly, I mean, I'll digress for literally twenty seconds. He got ran out of Duquesne by by LeBron's old coach uh, Keith uh, Dam um, Dam Dambra is it Dambra Keith Dambra Dambra yes. who um, used got fired from Central Michigan had to rehab his whole career used LeBron to as a, a, a being LeBron's high school coach he he used that kind of cachet to catapult himself back into the <clears throat> college uh, coaching realm and he was at Akron and you will and never have Duquesne. to pay for a meal in Akron I'll let you know that in, no I in understand, an entire eastern Ohio I did not like the way it went down with Spencer Littleson he took over the program and then made an announcement that Spencer Littleson was leaving without ever talking to Spencer Littleson um, I know that the Littleson family was upset by that I'm not trying to okay. air their dirty laundry but Spencer went to Toledo Use it as a second chapter to really redefine himself as a, as a college basketball player and is having an amazing senior season. And Toledo's having one of the best years they've had in a long time. Good for him. Well, Ann Arbor Huron, again, what they do is play great defense. They did do that. It wasn't a great offensive game. Uh, you know, both teams, uh, Skyline was on a back-to-back. Um, so, you know, um, I think Coach said that uh, they were going to have more games and practices this year. Yeah, so I'll that just kind of lays out what, what this season if is. I, if I can make it, I'm not necessarily sure. I haven't, I haven't looked through the brackets, but, uh, you know, give me a <laughs> – Give me a, a Breslin Final Four in Division One of of Zeeland, East Grand Blanc, uh, Orchard Lake Sam areas, and Ann Arbor Huron, and uh, you know, and I've been hearing over on the west side of the state that you know Zeeland East uh, is if they can get out of districts, then you know they have to you know then they will more than likely face either Grand Haven or Muskegon in the regionals. And if they do that, then uh, I'm not saying that it's a cakewalk because you yeah. have to play every single game. Right. But uh, they've got a lot of size. They've got as much size as Farmington's JV team. Um, but, yeah, they're, they've got a lot of size, and they'll be able to uh, uh, control the middle or at least the half-court game. Cool. Um, so, But that would be a fantastic Final Four, if you ask me, and it would shape up wonderfully. Write see. it down. Write it down, folks. March 10th yep. is when we're recording this. Write it down that uh, TJ just called the Final Four in Division One. Yep. Uh, also, the last game we will have is number 23, Williamston at Fowlerville on Friday. So we'll be covering that game as yep. well. And Fowlerville's having a good season. Yeah, yeah Fowlerville is very surprising. And, uh, you know, Williamston, they were able to avenge a win or loss uh, against Benton Harbor. Um, it was great to see them travel down to Benton Harbor and then Benton Harbor return the favor. And now they're one-on-one -on, -one on the season. But you talk about... You know, Williamston is one of the better teams in the, in in Division Two or Class B as they have been over the last few years. They haven't necessarily been over to get over the hump. I thought maybe last year would have been that opportunity, but also can't discount when Jacob Wallace 
uh, who's been phenomenal for uh, for uh, uh, Williamston. I think he had 26 or 27 points. Um, you know, he's, you know, his, he lost his dad over the summer. Um, you know, he's a you know, I, I was able to talk with his dad quite a little bit and got to talk with uh, young Williamson, you know, and uh, or Jacob, Jacob Wallace. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's great to see that, you know, he's playing well, you know, going through this adversity. Okay. All right. Really quickly, because uh, we're a little over time. How about a week in preview? Anything uh, we're burning we need to St. see? St. Mary's UDJ on Saturday. For first place in the uh, that sounds good in the Catholic League Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there, are, I mean they, there are tons of games just, out there. Just, I mean, just, just, just read them hey, all. Hey, let's say this uh, on just Saturday. Read off the ones you want. Uh, yeah, on Saturday, I mean, you, I'm looking at you know you've got Cat Belleville's at Cast Tech, you've got Troy at Ferndale, you've got UDJ at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. If you want to go see Romulus Summit North, they host Romulus, mm-hmm. and then uh, you got Carmen Ainsworth at Saginaw. So. Um, depending on where you're going, how much time you have, um, there are quite a few games you can check out. All right. Lots of good stuff. Of course, just go to MHSA.com. You can see the list of everything. Uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. The latest weekly State Champs top 25 rankings in girls and boys basketball are up at StateChampsNetwork.com right now. Read Scott Bernstein's and Matt Mowry's weekly blogs at the website as well. We will talk to you again next week for another edition of State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. Yes, yes, yes.